0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, and eight fifty AM, WRUF. Welcome
1: into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. We are awaiting the arrival of Florida football coach Billy Napier. Uh, they said approximately eleven forty five. Well, I guess twelve o'clock is approximately and he's still not there.
2: Well you you remember when, when in the past when we had late pressers, something usually bad came out of them. Let's yeah. hope that's not the case. Yeah,
1: let's hope not. Uh but he wouldn't tell you if something did. That's that just how he, they are. Um we will Shane's here as you just heard him, Shane Matthews get a QB here. Uh we will take your questions, calls, and comments. But we just don't know when Coach Napier is coming here. So let me get to a couple of emails Shane have already gotten here. Mark says, I'm surprised we aren't seeing more read option plays where Richardson keeps the ball. There are more than just a few times in recent games when the defensive end crashes hard on the running back, yet he hands the ball off instead of keeping it. This is becoming a pattern. Why do you think we're not seeing more read option when AR keeps the ball?
2: Well, you mean zone read, yeah. not read option. Uh, what there was, I mean, I even mentioned it on the broadcast the other night, there were times after he handed it off and then went down the line of scrimmage no and one came back like clapping his hand and tapping his chest. So they're, call- they're being called. Whether he's reading them correctly or not, I don't know. I don't watch the tape. Okay, uh, we're going to hold off here um, because it
1: looks like uh, Billy Napier is going to get to the podium here. Uh, I will just quickly say Mike emailed and says that Richardson's playing with zero emotion. Um, He said, Watch any five plays of Danny, Tebow, and see the fire and energy they played with, and then look at Richardson. Danny
2: didn't play with any emotion. No, you didn't
1: either. I mean, I think there's this thing where you had that happen. All right, here's Billy Napier. We'll come back after he talks.
3: So, you know, just after looking at the tape, you know, no question. Uh, really quality team win. Um, you know, I thought we answered a lot of the challenges that we presented to the players going into the game. Um, defensively, thought we took some steps forward in a lot of areas, um, and then to make a finally make a game-changing play with the punt return, and then you know, a good good third quarter on offense to try to get control of the game and. Found a way to win it in the end. So, really proud of our players. I thought the uh, effort was quality on the tape, the physicality was there. Um, and we did just enough when you combine the offense and defense and special teams to win the game. Uh, a lot of credit to Missouri and their team, uh, their plan, their the way they competed in the game. So, um, a lot of great stories in the game, individual stories. I thought Ventrell Miller was fantastic in the game. I thought that Jaden Hill obviously made two huge plays in the game. And then, um, you know, offensively, I thought up front and on the edges, we really probably played one of our better games against a really good front seven of Mizzou. So a lot of good things on the tape. It's always good to win, especially in this league. And certainly to get our first one, I think, was a big step in the right direction. So we – Excited about the challenges that come come with playing a really good LSU team. Um, certainly, you know when you play LSU, uh, you know that they're going to be unique mismatch players on the field, and they certainly got they got lots of them. And um, we've got a ton of respect for Coach Kelly uh, and the staff that he's put together. And again, it's a it's a great opportunity for us to be back at home and play at swamp in the swamp at night, and uh, we look forward to it what questions we got here.
4: Yeah, Bill, you said uh, at the game that you were going to dig in on the third downs and what happened there on the long third downs. What are you seeing on that, the money down, so to speak, and that you guys are struggling with, and what can you do to kind of mitigate some of those?
3: No, I think I think it's all very correctable. Um, you know, with some of it's miss tackling, some of it is. Uh, past rush lane integrity some of it is leveraging coverage and then some we're just not maybe we're not in a great call here or there you know so it's a combination of a lot of things um, I don't necessarily know there's one thing that we could pinpoint uh, but it's certainly something that we uh, have done really well at times week to week uh, and Saturday was an area where we struggled a little bit so we'll, we'll go back to work there and and evaluate it uh, objectively and Try to put our players in better position, and then try to get the players to execute much better.
2: What's his level of frustration when those things happen?
3: <laughs> no, I mean anytime it's third and long. I mean, if if you know the numbers, you're anticipating. You know, you got a good percentage chance to win. Um, but also know that you know it comes down to execution, right? Missouri had well-designed stuff at times, right? They, their players made plays at times, so. Uh, it's a combination of a lot of things but you know when you get 11 plus you know those are the ones that you anticipate winning. And those are the ones that you know for me uh, as the head coach those are the ones you struggle with a little bit
5: you're going to face a quarterback who's really good getting outside the tackles and and creating a a problem for your your guys in the secondary whether you come up and tackle him or let him run how do you set the edge? Because that's been a problem with all the running quarterbacks so far.
3: It's a great question. And it's one of the uh, very specific things about this game. When you talk about you know, the dilemma that you have relative to the amount of skill players that they have. I mean, at receiver, they've got some dynamic players, both inside and outside. So you pair that with the ability for the quarterback to break the pocket and scramble. You know, You think about statistically, when you look at their team, this quarterback has um, you know made significant impact on the game with with his feet right so there's certainly going to be a big part of our planning and you know the dilemma that you have on defense so i think it's a great question and one that we'll be working hard on this week he
5: throws the ball very well too so is it a, a, an equal problem if you just keep him in the pocket cuz he does throw it so well
3: yeah no i, I mean you're picking your you know, I'm thinking you're picking your spots, you know, you try to mix it up and, um, you know, ultimately you got to play good at all three levels, right? So um, there's a number of ways to go about this and I'm sure, you know, I think we'll have our way. Um, we'll certainly have ways to change it up in the game, but I think it's a great question and any t- anybody that's played this team would tell you that's one of the biggest challenges about playing against them.
6: Best running
7: backs are from the state of Louisiana. you sense any extra from them? And, and what does it say about the state? I mean, you were in it for a long time, uh, producing, you know, quality running backs like
3: that. No, I think it's, um, I mean, we we reap the benefits of it at Louisiana. Um, and certainly, you know, I think that uh, we've got a handful of Louisiana kids on our team. They're going to be excited about any player that's from the state that we're competing against is always excited about playing from their home team. So, it's a, you know, when you talk about per capita, uh, when you talk about player production, the state of Louisiana is as good as there is in the country. You know, about 100 Division I players a year. Uh, and certainly we had our fair share of them at the previous stop. Are
7: you surprised that Trevor's picked things up so quickly for a guy that young and so forth? And-
3: well, I think he's he's a little bit of a unique young man relative to his brother, right? So... I think his brother having the success he had having the insight to his routine his discipline his training, what college football was gonna be like um, I also think that he comes from a fantastic family right there um, education's important character important um, really good hard working down to earth people um, if you've ever been to Jennings Louisiana, you know what I'm talking about so uh but no surprise to me, you know, I mean, I had a chance to get to know him and uh, he's always been a sharp, mature kid. And I was impressed with the work that he did in the spring semester before he got here. I thought he really worked hard and he was well prepared upon arrival. So you're talking about a football family, you're talking about a kid that's got, you know, he's intelligent, he's mature, he's got character um, and he's continuing to get better. I thought we saw that Saturday
7: the ball a ton Saturday, maybe even missed a few opportunities to run. Are you at the point where you need to maybe urge him to do it? I mean, especially early in the season, you're telling him not to run. Now all of a sudden are you, find yourself trying to urge him to run more?
3: Well, I don't necessarily know that any of that's accurate, but I do think that he's using his instincts and his judgment you know, relative to when it's right to run, when it's not. You know? and I think when you're a passer and it's a passing down, You know, that's when there's some decisions to be made. And I thought in the game Saturday, he did a good job. You know, the fourth and two was a good example of that. I thought the third and five or six on the left hash where he broke the pocket to the right. Um, You know, I think there's some uh, calculated risk relative to when to take chances, when to not. And uh, I think here as of late, uh, he's been making more good ones than bad ones
4: the passing game lately and just kind of the progression over six weeks and, and where that's
3: at now? Uh, good and bad. You know, I think we do it really well at times, and I think there's a lot of times we can do it better, you know. So um, I think we're working toward more consistency. Uh, and, you know, a lot of things contribute to throwing the ball. You know, I think you're seeing the trend in the NFL right now. If you just look at Sunday and look at the statistics of all the, you know, the quarterbacks in the NFL – You got to protect the passer, right? Then you got to have precision in the routes. If it's zone, you got to be spaced the floor correctly. Um, If it's man, you got to separate, you got to get open. I mean, there's tons of variables here. Uh, So I think, uh, you know, much like a lot of parts of our team, we've done things well at times and then we've struggled at times. So I do think it's an area we work hard on and we'll continue to get better at as we go forward.
4: Worked, how do you kind of coach mental toughness? That's something you talked about on Saturday, helping with the close games. How do you how do you coach that and, and the offseason
5: season, and everything to develop that?
3: I think that um, you're talking about relative to close games. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think your offseason program is where you create these intangibles. You know what I mean? I think you're intentional about uh, we say, what I say is it's design difficulty, right? Everything that we do uh, from a training perspective is both physically and mentally. It's We're trying to design difficulty for the players. Um, you know, it's the only way that you can create growth is to go make it hard. Harder is better, right? So um, I think we work hard and try to do that throughout the off season program. Uh, and I think specifically when it comes to game day, um, I think the, the football component comes in in there, you know, relative to if the players have a good understanding of what's happening, why it's happening, what went wrong, what went well. I think that's where your in-game adjustment uh, process is important, how you review this series, you anticipate what's next, excuse me, Uh, a language that your players speak, you know, so Sometimes if players don't understand what's happening, there's a little bit more anxiety. But if you can come off the field and you can say, "Hey, you know, um, you know, we need to redirect the protection there. We get our back out. Therefore, we got all three levels in the route. We got a better chance." And then it's just they know, "Hey, we can fix that." Right. So there's a little bit more poise. There's a little bit more focus on the technical part. You know, I think you gotta gotta keep it technical. Um, and, and you got to have good coaches and you got to have players that understand what's happening on game day.
2: Devin Morton, play Saturday. What, what's going on, Devin?
3: Uh, got a little banged up late in practice on Wednesday. Um, uh, nothing major there. We're, you know, he'll be kind of a work in progress this week. But um, re a uh injury from the past uh, and one that made him unavailable for the game
4: this position for you that you'll be going up against a first-year SEC head coach. Does that present any unique challenges in terms of preparation compared to previous games?
3: No, I think it's a little bit smaller body of work you know, relative to the evidence. You know, you look at the play callers on both sides of the ball relative to um, Cincinnati, uh, relative to um, Kansas City Chiefs, Kentucky, uh, Notre Dame. I mean, you know. We spend lots of time on this independent of this week, but um, I think you do have a little bit smaller sample size, especially when you consider Mississippi State, uh, their offense, the differences there. When you talk about New Mexico, their offense, the differences there, the number of plays they played against Southern, you know, there's a lot of variables that contribute to the sample size that you have. But I think that's where your off-season research and summer scouting and all that comes into effect.
7: is unique in maybe the number of rivals it has. Do you do anything differently, rivalry week?
3: <laughs> I mean, I think you, um, in in conversation in front of the team, I think that. You know it's important that you educate the players a little bit about that. you know I think we're fortunate that we've got some gators in the building you know that have a pulse. Uh, certainly uh, this one is you know we've got a lot of Louisiana ties in the building as well, so I think there's some awareness here, and uh, you know these kids are they follow college football, right so they know this is a big game.
8: about those Louisiana ties you know, one thing that media speculated a lot about last year, was would Billy Napier be a candidate at LSU? And, you know, there's a lot of conjecture and stuff. Can you, I don't know, maybe shoot down any myths and realities on, on whether there was any interaction with LSU and, uh, and how you ended up here as opposed to there?
3: I don't know that that's a, something that you talk publicly about. You know, I mean, I think we're all well aware of, you know, chaotic times in college football and when you get to november december january but uh i tell you what i would say is i'm very um thankful for the opportunity that i was given here right for them for the administration here um for scott and all the people that contributed to that decision to have faith and confidence uh do their homework on me give me an opportunity to lead here um I can't imagine being at a much better place, you know. So, you know, we were very patient, um, you know, in in a lot of these, the last few years. um, And, you know, this path um, was right. That's what I would say. So uh, there's not a day that I have woke up and said, you know, am I at the right place or not? You know, I've got conviction about that. Uh, and the more I'm here, every day that I'm here, uh, the more I'm confident about what we can accomplish here. So uh, it's a blessing to be at the University of Florida and represent such a great place. After just a few more
9: guys. Billy, what's your – up
7: on what Jake was asking. What's your assessment of the offense as a whole compared to where you hoped it be at this point?
3: Um, I think we – you know, we, we've we got some good. You know, I mean, I think we've got a pretty good highlight tape we could put together. I'd like to have – a little bit more consistency. You know, I think there's, we've got a, a lot of missed opportunities on the tape and then there's some bad ball on the tape, you know, so, um, I think there's a lot of things that we can do better. Um, you know, we're, we play team football, right? So I think offense contributes to defense, defense contributes to offense, uh, special teams is certainly a percentage of the game. So. We do what we think is required to win the game, right? And uh, I think at times this year we've played really good on offense, and there's times where we we've, we've been very average and below average. So I think we're working hard to get better. Billy, what's
4: your season grade for the Gators? No incompletes.
3: I'm not into grades. I'm into <laughs> winning.
4: You're not into
5: grades. You're what? Winning. Oh, okay. Billy, you're you're four and two right now, and could easily be six and zero oh, or or even one in five right now. How do you impress on these guys that okay, look, go back and look at this, and, and we're on, in each game in five of the six games, we're a handful of plays one way or the other, from being at one end of the spectrum or the other.
3: No, I think it's I think that you're, that's a great assessment of where we're at. You know, so I think um, there's a lot of days you wake up, and you're you're thinking, man, I'm glad we're four and two. You know. Uh, but you also think about the potential, and the, we're a very capable team. Uh, we've been in the fight every single week. Um, I heard um, a guy a coach say one time that you're always you're you're always really close to being a very good team, and you're always really close to being a very bad team. Uh, and that describes our team in a lot of ways, right? I think we where we're at. Um, You know, I think that we we have a very capable group, right? Um, What I'm hopeful that we see here is we start to minimize error a little bit better. We start to be more efficient. We start to believe a little bit more. Um, I think our practice habits are improving. Um, I think that the chemistry and the morale of the group is improving. Um, So, you know, where there's no easy outs in this league, we got a tough slate ahead of us. Complete focus uh, on this LSU game and what we need to do to position the team to win this one. How would you
7: assess the balance on offense right now? Because it seems like there's been a lot of some big passing games and that's the big run games and vice versa. I mean, how, would, what, how much
3: you yeah, start? I present? think every possession in the game, every matchup week to week, you do what you think you need to do to, for the, the team to win, right? So we'll continue to do that.
4: Anthony on Saturday had mentioned that he was starting to feel a lot more comfortable and maybe even taking favor to some of the shot plays you guys have designed. How, how much does that benefit your offense specifically with the way that you guys like to run the ball and, and just maybe even be able to take the top off of the defense if you can really start to get comfortable within those?
3: Yeah, we're getting there. You know, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we like to rush the ball effectively. We like to throw completions, right? We like to um, – execute at a high rate on conversion downs. We like to create explosive plays. We like to score touchdowns in the red area. We like to not, we like to play turnover free uh, and penalty free football, right? I mean, that's how you win games. We've done some of those uh, at times and we need to do them better at times. So just keep working. Going to to that weekend. Are you a fan? You say that again. It weekend, weekend. Absolutely, I'm a fan. Kidding me, the heartbreakers, man. Kidding me. Uh, Long list. I got Pandora in my office. you feel free to come check it out one day. Thank you, Coach. All right, guys. Thank you all. All
1: right, that's Billy Napier who talked uh, for 20-plus minutes today. Uh, Welcome into this Monday edition of Sports Scene. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. We will take your questions, phone calls, comments, Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. All right, Shane, we had a couple days to sort of sift through
2: the Missouri game. Now look ahead to LSU. As you go back and look at Missouri, your thoughts? The game went by how I thought. I thought, you know, the teams are about the same. It's uh, whoever committed uh, fewer turnovers. However, I think we both turned it over twice. Ours just one of the turnovers went for a pick six, but. Made a few plays here and there and uh, sit at four and two. I had so many, and, and probably the same for you, Steve, so many Gator fans. They're like, you know, leading into the game, it's Missouri. You know, this, I'm like, look, say what you want to say. We're kind of like Missouri right now. I mean, we've been five and five with them, but people have that perception of us being different. We will be eventually. This guy will build the program the right way and get the right players. But in the meantime, we're just kind of a average football team. have got a couple of emails here. Uh, Larry says,
1: uh, why can't the defense stop opponents with a third and Grantham's, like third and 22, third and 15,
2: Well, if you just heard coach, a lot of it has to do with maybe it's the wrong call. But what I saw is they threw a flat route on like third and 17 one time. Which that means the ball is past the line of scrimmage about three or four yards. We make a we take a bad angle, miss tackle, then make two other guys miss, and he gets the first down. Then they completed a corner route that our safety was a split second late, could have knocked it down, could have picked it off. But as he said the other team gets paid as well. But we're not pl- we're not making plays. It has nothing to do with third and Grantham or third and Tony, whatever you want to call it. The players have to make plays and do their assignment. One of the things I mentioned in the post-game show,
1: Shane, when I got asked this question, I said players have to make plays. And I get it when it's 3rd and 15, it's 3rd and 18. There's been a, a history of this over the last you know couple of three years. But they threw for 220 yards. Yeah, they did nothing. And 116 of those yards were yards after catch. Yeah, well, that just you made my point. That's exactly. Let's uh, get to Joe. On the interception thrown to Pearsall, he was open early, ball thrown late and high. I've noticed all season, AR has a problem spotting open receivers when he's in the pocket. I've told you all that the last year and a half. It's true. Um, let's go to uh call from Rick. Rick, hello.
10: Hey, Steve, Shane, how y'all doing this morning? Good. Listen, I, I, I thought that was a good press conference. I thought some good things came out of it, but I wanted to say I'm not critical of our coaching staff, but I called in on the extra point the other night, and mm-hmm. I said, let's get Kitten in the ball game. And, of course, the comment was, well, it was a short sample. It was only against Eastern Michigan, but you won't know if he's a gamer till you get him in a big game. Let's get him in the game and quit talking about it. But here's where we need to put him in the game. Put him in him in the second quarter if he's got a hot head, just like a hot running back, then maybe he can play on. If not, we don't remove Richardson from the game. We put Kitten in the ball game early because the one thing Florida does not have is a consistent passing game. If he's hot, let him roll. If he's not, throws an interception, pull him out. You got nothing to lose. Put Richardson right back in the ball game. We're still about where we were, but we've got a chance to get some points in a cushion. And what do you think about that comment? knowing the second quarter is where I want him to come in at, second quarter.
11: Uh,
2: I mean, you know, some coaches have done that. I know in the NFL when I was playing, they'd take a young quarterback that drafted in the first round, put him in maybe the third series. I will say it kind of messes up the rhythm of the offense, but um, I thought he was going to be inserted the other day, especially when Anthony got dinged up after running the football. Um, And as we all know, we don't know if he can play against the big boys, but we have seen him perform against Eastern Washington. And I don't care if it's Eastern Washington, Buholtz or whatever. If you throw on time, you throw accurate, and you can anticipate, you can throw. Um, so we'll see. I, I just think right now we are so limited in the passing game, it is what it is.
10: Well, the, but my point is, though, until we try it, talk is talk and walk is walk. Let's, let's get into the walking and quit the talking and try it. Because we know consistently we've had no passing game. And, again, the players, the other teams continue to load the box, which continues to put pressure on the running game, which I think is is good. But it would be better if we had a little bit of a passing game, don't you think?
1: All right, Rick, thank you for your call. He called the other day, and I'll say the same thing I said to him. Okay? This is not a laboratory. Right. This is not where mice are being taught to run in a cage. Okay? You don't try something just for the sake of trying it, okay? That's what coaches get paid for. And I get it, okay? Kitten did a nice job. And Shane, your point has always been, he's throwing to the guys he throws to when he gets his reps. So he's got great timing with them. Does he have the same time with the other guys? And I will say again, it is amazing where this fan base has gone when it (laughs) comes with Anthony Richardson. Okay. In June and July, he was gonna take the Heisman Trophy and plant it over at the at the football place, and now they want him replaced. Amazing to me. Twelve twenty nine time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. More to come. ESPN ninety-eight one FM 850
0: AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN ninety-eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF.
10: There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years. Stop by any of our nearby locations or visit radiantcu.org.
1: I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. I've been telling you about that for a while now. It's a great place because it helps at-risk young boys. The facility there houses these boys from troubled homes and is sustained by your donations of vehicles, your unwanted car, truck, boat, RV, whatever kind of vehicle it might be. And your donations are tax-deductible, and they go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills because they fix them up. And then they resell them. So it's a win-win for you, a win-win for them. They've been helping these boys for over 70 years, and now the Road Heaver Boys Ranch needs your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more.
0: Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute
12: lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere.
0: 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 That's 802 341 4542.
8: Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50 yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I 75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast
1: Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business. Family owned and operated for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The cream of the crop and late model low mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today. Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville.
13: We've been in the diamond business for almost 40 years now. We're locally owned, but we're internationally connected. International Diamond Center
7: owner Keith LeClaire talking about the IDC Advantage. Worldwide connections.
13: We will go to the end of the earth to buy at the right price. We deal only with the best cutters in the whole world. That's in Botswana, in Australia, India, and in Israel. We have access that most jewelers or wholesalers don't have.
7: And these connections include an association with De Beers through the Forevermark Diamond Collection.
13: International Diamond Center is the largest seller of Forevermark, which is the De Beers brand in North America.
7: And Forevermark Diamonds are the best of the best. Rare, meticulously sourced, perfectly cut, and laser inscribed.
13: So you're getting the top 1% of of what comes out of De Beers' minds that values that no retailer can match?
7: International Diamond Center. Direct importer prices on the best cut, highest quality diamonds the world has to offer.
13: You have the whole world at your fingertips at International Diamond Center.
7: At Celebration Point, across from Regal Cinemas.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: A brand new work week is kicking off with plenty of sunshine today. We will see a bit of a warmer afternoon than what we should be seeing this time of year. Highs for the most part climbing into mid and even upper 80s. The cooler weather, though, will arrive by later this week. A cold front will approach our area by the time we head into Wednesday, and that will spark the chance for showers and even a few thunderstorms Wednesday and Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist just Justin Ballard.
0: We are your home for baseball's postseason show. and the World yeah, Series. WRUF Russell Gainesville. W251CG we Gainesville. Well, Russ has been part of the problem here. Can't pin it on, you know, just the young talent there. Broncos defense has played pretty well. And then you watch last night, and they're just not a good football team. They're not a The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
2: Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to... Now, more
0: sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And online at WRUF.com.
2: Looking for the best pizza in town, head on over to Leonardo's Pizza in Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible incred- and have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take
1: you. I'm, Now I'm hungry. We'll take your calls, 392-8255. You can email us, russell at wruf.com. Greg, hello.
9: Hey Stephen Shane enjoying the show. Thanks for doing it. Quick comment and question. Uh, I really everybody's talking about the third and eighteen. We're focused on that and kind of want to look at the bad. But I really thought after Jaden Hill's second pick, that drive at ninety one yards in nine plays with the AR pass to to Pearsall, there's kind of hope for this offense in the future. My question is looking at L S U now, looking ahead, Tennessee uh beat LSU by four touchdowns. Uh we only lost LSU to Tennessee rather by five points. Is there anything to garner from that? I get each game's different, each team's different, but is there anything to garner from that? And I'll listen off there and go Gators.
2: Okay, thanks, Greg. I say no. I say no, too. Every Means game's nothing. different. Yeah, and I didn't get to watch any of that game, but I was told that they had a couple of snafus on special teams. They LSU did. did. They were
1: awful on special teams.
2: Yeah, so um, I take nothing out of that score. They're
1: beat up in the offensive line. They can't, they were having a really difficult time running the football. But that could change this week because you're, again, not that Tennessee's defense
2: is great, but Florida's had trouble. I mean, Jaden Daniels, though, he doesn't throw well and threw for over 300 yards. Correct. So bring Lewis in here. Lewis, hello.
14: Hey, thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Uh-huh. Uh, let me turn the radio down. Uh, I got a couple comments that I want to have. Shane a question. Uh, listen to a coach. Uh, I listened to you, uh, Steve, after the game, and I purposely did not call in. I was thinking, well, maybe I'm not the only guy that's criticizing the soft coverages. And, of course, I saw, you, I heard your analysis about 200 yards of passing and so forth, and um, most of that being after the catch. Let me say this. I heard a coach say on the weekend that they were being criticized about soft coverage as well. But his, his attitude was, we cover men. We cover players. We don't cover grass. We're going to always – our soft coverage is going to always be inside the sticks. In other words, they're not going to be – trying to cover a man. The corners are not going to try to cover a man and be beyond the first yard down in distance. They're going to always be inside of that. And if they didn't play that way, uh, they'll pick that up on the film and get that corrected. I'm saying the same thing. Between the 30s, uh, you've got to be inside the first down and distance sticks in order to cover those guys. Quick slant keeps your defense on the field quite a bit if you're not inside those sticks trying to cover those guys because they can they can burn you quick on a on a short route and you can't
1: Okay. Well, your phone.
2: I guess I don't know what he was talking about. I don't either. But, I have but, zero problem with the way we're playing defense. But
1: he—he's he, been very consistent. He calls every all. The, and I'm not saying you have don't have the right to do it, but the call is the same. It's
2: about the coverage. I think. I think fans. They they there's there's this piece on Twitter that Nick Saban breaks down the last play of the game because he has to break down a play after every game and it goes to, and he tells what everybody's responsibility is depending on what happens here, what happens there. Just go check that out. You'll see what, how detailed and what is involved in every play of a football game. But back to our defense, I have zero problem with what we're doing because that gives us the best chance of winning. Okay, let's get to John's call. John, hi.
0: Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, I apologize if you guys answered this question, and Shane, I didn't get a chance to hear your comments. On, on the radio because I was at work, but uh, what what was the reason for Napier calling a timeout to give, I mean, granted, I think uh, Missouri could have had a chance to still get out there and, and line up for the field goal, but it just seems like them they would get settled down rather than trying to hurry it out. But what was the reason for like, calling that timeout?
2: Well, first of all, it was a mayday. That's kind of the term they use when you have to rush your field goal team onto the field. Plenty of time to get a kickoff. Right. It wasn't like it was like 10 seconds or whatever. No, it was 24. Had, I get it. They had it, plenty of but, time, but... After we made the stop, we had defensive linemen walking off the field. They were on the Missouri side of the football oh. that it would have been a penalty. He had right. to call timeout. I was even saying okay. call timeout on the radio.
0: Right. So I was just – that was reasoning because I, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I watched the replay. I was just kind of – I didn't understand, you know, the reasoning. And then I mean, we we got the ball back with 10 seconds or whatever, and we downed it. That's the only thing I was – question. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.
15: Thank you. Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Shane. How you doing, guys? Good. Um, Shane, maybe I'll address it to both of you, whoever wants to answer it and stuff. I just got on the phone, so I don't know if you guys have already talked about this. But I was at the game uh, uh, Saturday night, and um, defensively, I, I, I see us making some incremental improvements. I, I, I do see us making some improvements. Just... In totality, the whole team. You can see the kind of slow movements. But Shane, um, there was still, it looks like some confusion with our defensive backs, uh, like as far as positioning. Trey Dean looks like he was a little lost a couple of times. And, um, you know, I didn't think Missouri was, did anything really fancy at all. I mean, how many times did they run that sweep play, the left and right? Probably 50% of the time. And then the other time, they just did the little. Okay, what's
1: your question here, Dick?
15: Well, I mean, why, why, why didn't we cover that better? I didn't think we did a very good job on the little flare of, of the of the running back out of the backfield and the in the screen and the uh, sweep. They ran that all game, and we I didn't think we covered it very well. Who's who? The, the running back coming out of the backfield. Who's, who's guy is that? Well, it,
2: it depends on the coverage. I don't know what's called. I mean, it could be it could be the safety, it could be the outside linebacker, it could be a defensive end, depending on if you're in a zone blitz. It could be multiple things, depending on. The down and distance, it could be, you know, the formation. Uh, A lot of things go into each play in a football game. Look, defensively, we are who we are, and people need to accept that. We Ventrail Miller is a tremendous college football player. Absolutely. Other than that, we're just guys, and we're going to be soft because that gives us the best chance to win football games. We're going to play soft. I didn't mean – be soft, yeah, play and, soft.
15: And, and one other thing too, like, which I was kind of like, not really getting, was the the hike behind the over the quarterback's head. He went back ten yards and and picked the ball up. Then he went ten yards to the sidelines and threw the ball out of bounds. And we still didn't have anybody.
2: Well, uh, that was the biggest. Him. That was probably the biggest play in the game. It would have been about a twenty-five yard loss. Unbelievable play by their quarterback. Yeah, I'm just going to say that you, unbelievable play. There's nothing
16: play. Florida
1: did wrong. The guy made a great athletic play, and then they
2: score like no, no, six plays later. I'm just
15: saying how the guy run thirty yards, run the field. Oh no, we had we people chasing
2: have... him, but the the Gators aren't expecting a bad snap. You don't it, defense that. Yeah, it was uh, it was just a unbelievable athletic play by Brady Cook. Okay, thanks guys. Okay, thank okay. you. What I don't understand here,
1: or is the defense supposed to hold the team to zero yards? Does the other team not coach? Does the other team, you know, they, they threw a swing pass. They threw for 220 yards.
2: Yeah, that's like, that's terrible. I mean, today's, today's football game, 220 is can, not real good. Can it get better? Yes. But
1: again, it isn't like they threw for 450 and they scored 50 points. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
17: Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Sywick. In Gators football, Jaden Hill was named SEC Defensive Player of the Week after recording two interceptions against Missouri. To wrap up week five of the NFL season, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs will look to stay undefeated at home while the Raiders look to stay in the win column. Catch live coverage started right here at 8. In Gator sports, volleyball improves to 13 3 overall with a 3 2 win over LSU yesterday. They look ahead to another SEC matchup as they face Mississippi State on Friday. Also, Gator soccer fell 3 2 against Missouri yesterday, extending their losing streak to 8 games. They will look for their first conference win of the season this Sunday against Kentucky. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
18: I can walk again, I can cross my legs again, I can wear heels again.
7: After years of living with chronic joint pain, Andrea Southard is now living a normal life, pain-free, thanks to natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics.
8: We tried everything, and my husband had heard the commercial for QC Kinetics on the radio, and he told me to call him and check it out.
7: That phone call changed Andrea's life. QC Kinetics used powerful natural biologics to treat her aching joints. It's high-tech precision medicine that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue with no surgery and no drugs, providing lasting relief.
0: I felt like I was in
18: my 20s again. I could tie my own shoes, really the little things that you don't think about.
7: Pain in your hips, knees, back, shoulders? Get rid of the pain now. Call QC
8: Kinetics. 352 four hundred forty five fifty that's three five two four hundred forty five fifty QC Kinetics three five two four hundred forty five fifty
1: folks want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives well that team is Arthrex and they're hiring they develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries from pro athletes to weekend warriors they care about helping people get back in the game so do their employees if you're looking to make a difference, join this global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits with locations in Florida, California, and South Carolina. To find out more, check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com.
8: There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in gator country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2022 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General, where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home gating, whether you're on your way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love to make game day your favorite day, Dollar General Save time, save money every day.
6: Small means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season.
5: And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown.
11: October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility pedestrians walk on sidewalks or if a sidewalk isn't available walk facing traffic watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots and remain visible at all times motorists failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license remember pedestrian safety is a two-way street brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
17: This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary
5: Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
2: If your business struggles to keep employees, give StaffLink a call at 877-899-LINK and ask for Heather. No business is too small.
1: Welcome back to Sports Scene. Elliot's going to produce today. We'll bring Adam to the show. Adam, hello.
12: Hey, guys. Thanks for the show today. Um, I have a, I want to talk with Shane. Um, I, I enjoy coffee with you every morning, Shane, on Pot Up. I really appreciate your opinion, and I solely respect your, uh, your ability and what you've done for the Florida Gators. So thank you very much, first off. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, so you, you seem pretty stubborn in a lot of viewpoints, uh, <laughs> especially especially being the one that this team is what it is. Now, before you snatch the microphone and whatever, um, if this team is what it is, you're saying that they, there has been no progression from the first game this season uh, to now, and there won't be from here to the end of the season, I I refuse to believe that Jaden Hill being added back to our secondary made an incredible improvement for our secondary. And 220 yards that Missouri put up, 116 of them after yards after catch. Well, that leaves 104 yards on air. So that's over aggressive play. That flat route that you're talking about um, that that got the third and 18. That was Jadarius Perkins that missed that tackle. Jadarius Perkins is a very aggressive, and he is a tackling machine. Ventrell Miller looks back to 100%. This team only had one penalty for five yards. Three games ago, we had eight penalties for whatever amount of yards. The first half of this game, we, we didn't own the time of possession. In the second half of this game, we put up, what, 264 yards on the ground? That's progression, Shane. What are you looking at? What are you seeing, my man?
2: I'm referring to we are who we are, what I told you at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you're going to improve, and you're going to go backwards in games here and there. The bottom line is we don't have two players to compete at a high level in the Southeastern Conference. That's what I'm saying. We are what we are. This coaching staff knows what they're doing. They can recruit, and I've said from day one, in year three, he will have the roster the way he wants it.
12: All right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't agree that we are what we are. At okay. okay. Well, you that, that's your
2: opinion. That's my opinion. I mean, yeah. I, I watched these guys since June, and they – I mean, okay. My, my my other question to you is, how many offensive plays do we have? About 40. They had about 70. Okay. That's okay. who how we are. How
11: many
12: explosive plays do we have, Shane? The pick six that takes plays away from the offense, you put your defense right back on the field. That's an offset. Well, it's a
2: good thing we picked it off because we struggled offensively. Look, you can go and pick plays here and there. I'm not going to argue with that. The bottom line is, we are not very good on defense. Okay, and yes, Jaden Hill had two picks. That's great. And Ventrell Miller is a tremendous player, but yep, we sir. are we are what we are on defense, and 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 you have to accept that. And do you not think that the offense is what it is?
12: Absolutely not. I don't agree with that. That's like saying I take a midterm halfway through a semester and I get a C so, on it. So you're can't telling can't me the a offense, offense is better than what it was. Sense.
1: You're telling me the offense is better now than what it was beginning of the year.
12: Absolutely, without a doubt. Billy Napier knows this team better. He knows this. And that's
2: you're exactly right. And that's why we, turn, we came in at halftime and you saw what we did. We handed the football off. And as I said, we are what we are. If you listen to my comments at the beginning of the year, I specifically said this team will be heavy run oriented. Exactly. Because that's what they can do. And that's what and they're we, doing.
12: I love it, man. I love it. Okay. Is- All right, Adam, thank you. I'm not sure what
1: he was making. I mean, it made no uh, sense. No, because he's not taking the 50,000 foot view, he's taking the foot and a half. View, yeah. Of I mean, course, over the course of a game, or even over the course over a season,
2: you are going to see, you know, some improvement. But, 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 it's hard. I look at it from the the big picture. I don't look at it right. from game to game because, right. look, you know, you know, do you people don't realize this? Do you know why? And I think Jaden Hill's is a very good corner. Do you know why he picked that first ball off? Go back and watch it. Ventrell Miller rerouted the receiver knocked him off his route and that allowed Jaden Hill to pick the ball off. So there, there's things that go into a lot of plays that people don't see. But look, we, we're we not a good throwing football team and we will not be a good throwing football team this year.
1: Todd says, uh, it appears most of our bigger run plays happen when we get on the
2: perimeter. Do you sense the same? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, our, we run the zone a lot and what that is is you get in double teams, and you get linemen pushing in one direction, and it allows the, res- the, the running backs to press the hole. And sometimes they keep it outside, but a lot of times they see guys overrunning the play, stick their foot in the ground, and you've seen cutbacks this year as well. Says if AR
1: is not recognizing times he needs to keep and run, and we aren't going to call more designed quarterback runs, what's the point of having a dual threat quarterback when not able or willing to display that strength?
2: I I don't know how else to say this, but we have had design runs, okay? The other team knows what he does well, okay? They're not going to sit here and just let this guy run for 100 yards a game. They're going to say, we're going to try to take those run plays. We're going to try to make him give the ball on the zone reads to the tailbacks where that takes it out of his hands, and we're going to try to make him throw the ball from the pocket. You know, one of the plays he made the other day, he got outside the pocket, and they set the edge extremely well, just took a bad angle, he outran them, and he completed a ball. But Missouri had a really good plan to try to keep him inside the pocket. Just didn't, they didn't execute. Now, with all the stuff we've gotten today,
1: here's Brandon. Through six games, I think we can all say the defense isn't playing good as a unit. So you got one guy saying <laughs> there is. I'm just. This is what fandom is. And I'm right. not saying it's bad, but it's all perspective, yeah. right? Uh, when when is it safe to say it's the players and not the coaches? I'm one of the few that thought Grantham was a pretty decent coach. If I remember correctly, wasn't his defense top ten in total defenses first year or two? Now
2: that defense isn't
1: playing great, do we blame the def- defensive staff for that
2: too? I I agree with everything he sta- stated there. Um, like I said, it's nothing against personal against any player. I just don't think we have great SEC talent. Uh,
1: Andy, between his passes and significant rushing attempts each game, LSU's Jaden Daniels would seem to have the ball in his hands more than any other quarterback we faced. Do you think that'll help with our defensive schemes? Do you think we'll have a spy like Miller that'll focus on shutting him down?
2: The the term spy is so overused because it, it basically takes a player. I mean, think about it. It's like a box and one. In basketball terms, you're taking one guy out of the game or trying to, and it takes that one defender out of the game. No, Uh, he does have the – he's an elusive runner now. This dude can run the football. Now, I know he threw for 300 last week, but I would think we're going to try everything we can to keep him in the pocket. Jerry and Tampa, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on simplifying the passing
1: game with Richardson? One read is not there, run. It's that's what it is right now. It's about as simple as it can get. Seems like it did that for Tebow early in his career. I see that now with Alabama's backup quarterback. Seems like Richardson's going through his progressions and then only and then only trying to run.
2: No, it's uh we only have a handful of pass plays in the package on on Saturdays right now. You know, I I would say most high, most college teams probably have 50 pass plays. I bet we only have 8 to 10 that we call uh that he's comfortable with. And Charles says, if you need
1: something positive about the Gators performances in the past few years, watch a Jaguars football game. <laughs> Again, it's perspective, right? Hour 2 coming up with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Scene today. Always appreciate it when you do. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville, u 251 cg Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Dave Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com.
13: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
7: Shopping at International Diamond Center is always fun, but working at IDC is even better. Actually, how can you call this work? Being with a great family business, meeting smiling people during the best moments of their life, and being given unlimited opportunity for growth? Are you ready to join the IDC family? We're hiring. Now with 10 showrooms across Florida, we have opportunities at every level. Management, sales, administrative, and operations. And we're not a faceless corporation. IDC is owned by the LeClaire family, where values like integrity, fairness, and respect always come first for our customers and our team members. We offer generous compensation, 401k plans, health insurance, and incredible growth opportunities. All this in a fun, stress-free environment where you're treated like part of the family. Interested in learning more about joining the IDC revolution? Go to shopidc.com, look for job opportunities, and start the conversation. International Diamond Center, where people, customers, and employees always have more fun.
8: Trick or treat? Don't worry, there's no scary animals here, just cute furry friends who need your love. This weekend, join the Humane Society of North Central Florida, Puppy Hill Farm Animal Rescue, Hales Angels Pet Rescue, Alachua County Animal Resources and Care at PetSmart on Archer Road for a not so scary adoption event. No tricks here, bring home your new best friend just in time for Halloween. That's this Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4 at PetSmart on Archer Road. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com.
19: Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate and remember,
0: at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
2: At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. For this Monday, alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Elliot is going to produce. Take your phone calls, 392-8255, and the email russell at wruf.com. Brad says a quick shout-out to the volleyball team. He's in Knoxville. Uh, went up to the game. Coach Wise took time to say hi and talk, and then uh, they got a win over Tennessee. So, yeah. That's that's always good when that happens. Um, BB says, our game was as expected. Expect LSU to be similar. Wish fans would wait three years to be hypercritical. Uh, terrible SEC network statement. I'm glad the earlier off-camera unprofessional Florida cheating statement concerning that late missed PI call was not repeated on the later SEC final show. Um, he said he would. I, don't, I didn't know. I don't what know what he's he talking, talking about. about. I don't know. He says it was Noka's voice, asked Chris Doring. He sounded mad, made an immediate reply. I have no idea what he's talking about. Me neither. If anybody does, they can let us know. Uh Alabama possibly lucky they weren't playing Mississippi State Saturday. Uh and somebody sent Oklahoma some aspirin. Hmm. Uh John is next. Hi, John.
4: Hey guys. Uh, it was the fourth down. Um the fourth down play when they didn't get it and we got the ball and ran the clock out. That's the that's the PI that he's talking about.
2: That we had pass interference on the slant route that Missouri yeah. threw. Yeah, yeah we I mean, were it,
4: holding their guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was such a bang bang play. I don't know if it was pass interference or not.
4: Yeah. Well, did you see Alabama's last the last play in that game? Yes. I mean, the, the Texas A and M guy. I mean, if Alabama wasn't holding him, he may have caught that.
1: Well, again, sometimes they're called, sometimes they're not.
4: Yeah, I, I, um, hey, Steve, um, I sent you a video. I'd love for you and Shane to comment on that, uh, uh, primetime, uh, prime time sh- uh sh- hug, uh, deal. Well, I, I don't know any history on those two coaches. Um, uh, what, are you the, talking uh,
2: about the, the Dion deal? Yeah, the swack. deal. Yeah, yeah, I looked into that. Apparently, Dion did some stuff in pregame warm up. He didn't shake the guy's hand when they went to midfield. Um, you know, this is Eddie Robinson's son that's been in the SWAC his whole life. And mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know what the final score was, but with like tw- 10 seconds left, Dion had to back up quarterback in, run a hitch and go to try to run, you know, throw another touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that rubbed uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. the okay. wrong way. And he shook hands with him, but then Dion wanted to like give him the bro hug and all that. and. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Robinson Jr. went off in his press conference. He did, <laughs> and, and you know, yeah, okay. yeah, it was, it was. You got to Google it. it. was It was a pretty good press conference. He wasn't taking shots at Dion as a player or really as a person. Just kind of how he acted leading up to that game, I guess.
4: Yeah, I, no one ever did that to Spurrier. Did they? Did they ever snub him? If he, you know, they always said he ran up the score. I don't think he ever did.
2: Well, there's a difference – I don't think – when Coach Spurrier – when people accused him of running the score up, I totally disagree. He had backups in there running the system, okay? Now, throwing a hitch and go is not running the system. Especially with seconds left in the game. Yeah, with, with, with four seconds left in the game or whatever it was. But, yeah, people did say Spurrier was running it up. I totally disagree because I always said to them back in the heyday of Nebraska, when they put in their backup quarterback, they continue running the option, okay? That's part of their system, and they were running people, running the score up on people.
20: Hey, Steve,
4: one quick thing I want to add. I want Shane's opinion. Shane, when when you see a quarterback, how can you tell if they're going through progressions or they're taught, look this way, and then just come back to the guy you're going to throw it to? They're not really looking at a player to see if he opens and then looking at the next one. It's just kind of you're taught. Look to the left, and then after two seconds, throw to the
2: right. Well, I don't. I hope nobody's teaching it that way because you're, that's what you call throwing blind, um, and you're gonna not not it ain't gonna turn out real good. You know, you see on the NFL, they talk about quarterback. You know, his eyes looking over here. These dudes know where to go with football, though. You, you only see them when you got the Mahomes and the Matt Stafford's doing no looks and things of that nature. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, you know, it's no different than. I've been in a lot of meetings, and you know, you and I can sit in a stadium and watch a pass play, and I could tell you this is what should happen. But if I'm not knowing how they're being taught in that, in that, on that play in the, at practice, it's, we're just kind of guessing. So I don't. You have to know what the coach is telling the player to do.
4: Sure, no, that's and that's what I'm trying to figure out. All right, thanks, guys. John, Appreciate thank
2: you,
1: Shana, I, I I'm glad you made the point you made because. You know, when fans look, and, and the quarterback, you know, he, quote, looks off the receiver, yes,
2: but to your point, he knows where the ball is supposed to go. Right. So so when it comes to that, you have a pre-snap read that kind of gives you an idea of where you should be going depending on coverage. Then you have a post-snap read as soon as the ball is snapped because most defenses just don't line up and play Stay with there. Yeah, okay. so they disguise. So usually – Safeties tell you the coverage at all times, okay? That's where your eyes should be on the safeties. They'll they'll rock, they'll roll, they'll do all kinds of stuff. But you, most plays, you know where the ball should be going. And, you know, when, when people talk about he just scanned the field and went from the left side all the way to his number four receiver, that may happen once out of a thousand plays. You ain't got time to do that, okay? So it's, you know, you usually, Coach Spurry, the way he taught it was you got your pre snap read. We divide the field into thirds depending on the play. You're looking in that area, feeling what's going on. And if it's not open there, bam, I'm going to my check down. That's simple. Complex stuff, but make it simple. Yep. Jake, welcome to Sports Scene.
21: Yeah, hi. Um, I got a question here for Shane. Obviously, I'm a smart enough guy to know we need to win by one point, but what do you think we need to hold them to points-wise realistically to win? And what is uh, LSU's strong point against us? And i throw something in here. I think we need to get a better field goal kicker. I'll take it off the air. Thanks.
2: Okay. Well, I think Trey Smack will probably get his opportunity this week is my guess. Um, We'll see. Um, Shoot. What we need to do, I think these are carbon copy teams. They got dual threat quarterbacks that are better runners than throwers. Um, defensively, both of them are struggling. Both of them had really bad years last year. Brand new coaches taking over programs, trying to rebuild them. I mean, it's it's still cliche. I think whoever wins the turnover battle is probably going to win this game. I don't I don't see it being a blowout either way. I think it's going to be a good, fun, fun football game on, a, on Saturday night. It, it's been interesting because Daniels is a true dual
1: threat guy. He threw for 300 yards. Well, he day. was behind,
2: so he had they to were throw behind, it. behind, had lot. to
1: throw it, and they can't run the ball. They, at least in that game, they couldn't run the ball a lick. So he was forced to throw the ball yeah. more. So I think the key to this game, can LSU run the ball? Because if they can't run the ball and they make him one-dimensional, that's that's not a recipe for success, especially on the road. Tony, hello.
16: How you doing, fellas? Good. Good. Um, my perspective on the team, uh, ever since game two, um, I just see Florida as a team that is going to always be in close games and won't get blown out by anybody. I said uh, Eastern Washington will be the only team that we handle closely. And I say even the Georgia game will be a close game. Uh, I think styles may fight, and I think your style is definitely to have it close. and when it Well, not to have it close, but it, it's going to be close, and to try to pull it out at the end. Um, and then another point is I've always been a believer, or my coach said a long time ago, your top six or seven players determine what the team is going to look like as far as your championship aspirations. And I think with Florida's lag, you look at our top six or seven players, um, they're not performing up to standards, and that just that's where our team is at right now. Chuck, comments on
2: that. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I think your best players have to play at a high level. I don't think this team is a team built to blow anybody out. Um, you know, anybody with the same kind of roster, I think we're going to be in dogfights and in competitive games uh, from here on out. Now, Georgia may be a different story. They get on us early; it could be bad. But we can't worry about that. You got to find a way to get to five and two and win this home game against LSU. That's right,
16: uh, and I, and I just say that just to follow fans, just kind of have that perspective. You know, the days of Urban Meyer and, and Spurrier blowing out folks—that's not going to happen. And if you get to the point where, hey, if we just win ball games, you'll be a much happier fan. <laughs> All than
1: right, <laughs> thank you, Tony. Appreciate the call. Let me throw this out because I, I, I did this this morning, Shane. This is how much Jaden Daniels was involved in in their game against Tennessee. And remember, Tennessee scored 40 and he was coming off an injury too. He 32 of 45 for that ain't, 300 yards. That ain't bad. A pick and a, and a and a and a touchdown pass, but he also 16 carries. Now, again, how many were designed versus, you know, scrambling around, but the the other the the running backs, Williams and
2: Emory and Kane 12 carries Combined. Hmm. What number's number four? What's, what's the name of number four? Is it Emory? Is John it? Emory, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a really good back. Four carries for four yards. Hmm. But part of that is
1: they were behind 23-7 at the half. Yeah. They couldn't do much, you know, in, and they couldn't run the ball because their offensive line was not good. 114 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, W-Y-U-F.
0: Gainesville Sports Center trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850
17: AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Sywick. To wrap up week five of the NFL season, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs will look to stay undefeated at home, while the Raiders look to stay in the win column. Catch live coverage starting right here at 8. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers secured their first home win of the season, defeating the Atlanta Falcons. Sitting at first place in the NFC South, the Bucks look ahead to their matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow. The Tampa Bay Lightning opens its regular season against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. And in Gator Sports, the soccer team fell three to two against Missouri yesterday, extending their losing streak to eight games. They will look for their first conference win of the season this Sunday against Kentucky. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sylic.
0: 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: looking for the very best deal you can get in terms of buying a high quality used car that place to go southeast car agency 310 northeast 39th avenue the cousins family has owned and operated that business for over 40 successful years that in and of itself tells you a lot about the business longevity consistency and all they do All they've done since opening their doors is give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicles they have in stock there. They replace them when vehicles come, and they're updated when they also leave. So you have the very latest in the vehicles that are available to you. And speaking of that... They do their level best to bring you as many different kinds of vehicles as possible so that you can have a great selection to choose from. You can go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, and test drive these babies for yourself. But what you got to do when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast
7: Car Agency. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics, this one from Chad who hurt his knee at the gym one day and it just kept on hurting
5: for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there but this just sent it over the edge.
7: Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement when he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics.
5: It was really fascinating how they did their work and the science behind it was very intriguing and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was. Fast. Fantastic.
7: That's because the QC Kinetics Natural Biologic Treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back,
5: and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great.
7: If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation.
8: Call QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550.
4: The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details.
6: I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow winding river. I love the lake,
5: slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and
8: Wildlife Conservation Commission. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio
2: app. Silverback Concrete is a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. And I'm going to just point out very quickly
1: how numbers can, can lie. Okay? Georgia scored 42 points when they beat Auburn, right? You know what Stetson Bennett threw for? 208 yards. Yeah. So you don't have to have a huge quarterback day to win. Hendon Hooker threw for 2 something. He Ooh, didn't. That's a bad day for him. Because they ran the hell out of the ball. Yeah. They they gashed LSU. Boxing and Jim, hello. Hey, Steve and uh, Shane. <clears throat>
21: Steve, uh, I tuned into your post game show of Saturday when you were having your last call, and uh, the guy was concerned about the uh, passing, uh, uh, Missouri passing, completing passes. I, I recall you said something like that they only got. Two hundred twelve yards.
1: Two hundred twenty. Yep,
21: 220, twenty something like that. And but then your greater concern was yards after the catch.
1: Well, no, it wasn't a concern. I just said of those two hundred twenty. It was fact, two hundred twenty yards, one hundred sixteen yards after the catch.
21: Right, which certainly is a concern uh, for any Gator fan. But there, if I recall that on that on that one drive, one time they were third and twenty two. Uh, and they uh, third down, third 22, okay, and they completed the pass, and there were two other long uh, third-down plays, and they they got the first down uh, in the air. Th- is, is this the fault of the defense, the coaches, or what? Because they can't seem
1: to cover receivers.
2: It would be the fault of your players not executing what was called.
1: And the okay, so,
2: other thing is
1: the other team – Made plays. makes plays and they coach well i agree i agree that
2: that's but that's we had opportunities on every one of them except one well no i take that back every one of them we had an opportunity to to stop them from converting the first down but we didn't make the play and they did
21: yeah well uh you know this this week uh lsu that uh, you know both teams are to me not not very good you know teams that uh, but uh, boy, when we play Georgia uh, week after next Saturday, uh, they can throw in cats and catch and make run, runs. So I think we're in trouble.
1: Well, that's, that's why you go play. Yeah. All right, Jim. Thank you. Tony, hello. <laughs>
22: hey guys, what's going on? Hey. hey, um, I went back to look at that uh, LSU Tennessee game uh, this morning. Uh, LSU's defense played good, guys. Don't don't get confused, man. They were given three short fields by their special teams of 20 yards or less, okay, which led to about 21 points for Tennessee right there. Other than that, you know, it's not like they contained them and shut them down, but they played Tennessee pretty darn tough, man. LSU's defense is not no slouch.
1: Well, uh, I I would take exception to that. I mean, uh they ran for 260-something yards.
22: Yeah.
1: That's not exactly good.
22: Not good, but. Like I said, a lot, yeah, second half, they just started to run it, but I see your point. Hey, Steve, before I get to the Gators real quick, congrats on our Jets, man. I told you the Jets were going to take the W, but what I liked about it the best is just like in college, Steve, when you play a cupcake, you treat them like a cupcake and you blow them out. And that's what the Jets did. They blew them out. <laughs> so I love it.
1: I yeah, love I it. didn't think the Jets would blow them out. I, you, I thought the Jets would are, are, are the kids. Dolphins a cupcake now? Well, I the don't
22: uh, are a tomato can. You treat them like a tomato <laughs> can. Wow. Man. Okay. Listen, listen. Hey, hey, about the Gators, I'm excited about the win. Any way you slice it, man, it's been almost a calendar year since we had an SEC win. Thank okay? you. So Thank win- you
2: for saying yeah. that.
22: Oh, yeah, brother. A win's a win. We needed to get off the schneid, so to speak. Um. Listen, AR first half, speaking of the Dolphins, to me, he looked like he was Dan Marino, the way he would just drop back in the pocket and wouldn't move. Um, and I don't care if it's injuries that's been speculated or, you know, we have no confidence in the backup quarterbacks or what have you. But if you're going to play AR, like if he's a drop back pocket passer who can't move, it, it's going to be a dogfight, man, against everybody. There needs to be more design runs. There's no options, no speed options, nothing for AR. He's barely even scrambling, even when he gets the pressure now. So I don't know what's going on, but unless that changes, and that seems to get him going also. When he gets running around a little bit, it seems to get him going. Um, I don't know what the issue is there, but it's going to be a dogfight. Every game, if he's playing like that, guys.
1: All right, Tony, thank you. Uh, Let's get to Ralph. Ralph, hello.
21: Hello, I just wanted to throw out a quick compliment. The uh, I was at the game Saturday when the uh, refs came on the field. The umpire came over. I, I sit in about the fifth row and, and threw a flag to a kid in the in the stands. It just seemed like a really nice gesture.
20: Okay. That's all I, that's all I had to say.
1: All right. Well, all right. thank you. Um, Kevin says to Shane, you think the ball thrown to Pearsall that ended up as
2: an interception should have been caught? No. It was thrown extremely late and very high. Darrell, at least... I mean, maybe it could have been caught, but it was not a good throw.
1: Maybe I should have phrased it that way. At least, uh, to me, had a halfway decent day yesterday. The Jets won. Yep. LSU will be ready to play, but the Mets lost. LSU will be ready to play Saturday night. They have athletes. Don't drink the Kool-Aid on what Tennessee did to them this past weekend. Bama beats Tennessee Saturday if Bryce Young plays. Bama could possibly hammer them.
2: I will say this. I was a little surprised Bryce Young didn't play against A and M. And if he if he doesn't play against Tennessee, Tennessee will lose. I mean Tennessee will win. If he plays, I think they will hammer the balls because I think he will throw for a ton of yards. And I, I I'm anxious to see if Tennessee can block their front four. I think Alabama's front four is outstanding. Peyton, uh I'm sorry, Mike, I'm sorry. He said, Shane, could you explain a week? on an NFL practice squad? Uh, I mean, basically they're part of your team. They practice. They usually run the scout team. It's changed since I played. When I played, you could only have, I think six to eight, maybe it was eight players on the practice squad and you could only be in like a, 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 a rookie to a second year player. And they hardly made any money back in those days. And you basically just, you practice. You're part of the team. You don't, travel you don't do any of that stuff now they've increased it since covid they increased the practice squad and anybody can be on the practice squad you can have a 12-year vet sitting on your practice squad so i don't know if that answered his question okay uh porter hello
19: hey uh, steve uh uh, thanks for taking my call um i want to ask you uh, one quick question it looked like without knowing to me there were twice once in the first half um and went to the second half where uh, we had a play designed, and at the very, was the play was about to go off or get uh, uh, a delay of game, we called a quick timeout from the sidelines. And you know, I don't know if that was intended. We're not going to run a play, but it looked like we were going to run a play. And from that angle, just as a fan purely, it looked like, oh, no, I don't think he's going to get it off in time. Let me call a timeout. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on, on the, do you remember the two plays? One was the, the fourth down. Um, and then the second, I think it both might have been fourth down. Well, I do. But ironically, re- the second the second time we came out there, and we had a false start coming out of the timeout, which kind of really pissed me off. But anyway, what, what's your take on that? Is did just as a fan, it looked like, oh no, he's not going to get it off in time, and he did. And uh, you know, I just want to get your take as quarterback on that. What do you think?
2: Well, like you said, I said, I'm not. I don't really know what they're doing because I'm not in the in the meetings and stuff. But the, that first of all, the false start was the only penalty we had an entire game. Right. We only have one. I do remember it was the fourth and two. We shifted to a bunch of stuff and then we ran a tall sweep, but Billy mm-hmm. ran and called timeout right with like one second left. Now, maybe we, I think we were trying to get them to jump initially. And then if you don't, then you have like a code word and then you run your play. Um, maybe Billy and the staff didn't like that look. And so they ran and called timeout. And then the next. Play is when Anthony took off running for 30-something yards. So uh, without being in the meetings and knowing what their plan is on these fourth downs, it's hard for me to comment.
19: Exactly. mean that same thing. It just purely as a fan, it looked to me like we were going to run a play. If we weren't going to run a play, we were taking a timeout. Regardless, then it's a moot point. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. All right, go Gators. Right. Be safe, everyone.
1: Porter, thanks. 128. Time check brought to you by hayes Jewelry, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM,
12: WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients
0: have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where
12: This is Dr. Kim
4: Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
6: Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30 plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Halachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October
0: 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Heartwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's Biggest Hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Sponsored by Meldon Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County.
6: There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental. Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at chuckbushautorepair.com. Go Gators!
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: A brand new work week is kicking off with plenty of sunshine today. We will see a bit of a warmer afternoon than what we should be seeing this time of year. Highs for the most part climbing in the mid and even upper 80s. The cooler weather, though, will arrive by later this week. A cold front will approach our area by the time we head into Wednesday, and that will spark the chance for showers and even a few thunderstorms Wednesday and Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist just Justin Pallard.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will,
4: and Max.
14: For the New York Jet fans and Coach Robert Sala, just understand I have a no-exchange policy. So you can't come back to me with your oh, receipt. Yeah. You buy and you keep it. That's Buyer beware. Buyer beware. So... Thinking that you're getting ready to clown me in a couple weeks as you pile up victories? Not going to happen. <laughs> Key,
0: Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
17: This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
2: Visors Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grills, is the perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after Gator games. Visors Rooftop open until 1 AM every game day. Okay, last half hour of the show today. Dean says, is it possible
1: to teach tackling at the D1 level? Because our tackling is awful. (laughs) Last year, the same. Also, assess Desmond Watson. He's huge, ready to make a play, seems to occupy an offensive player. Too big to make an impact.
2: Well, first of all, do we miss tackles? Yes. Does every other 131, 130 Division I programs miss tackles? Yes. It's hard to tackle people in space now. Um, Watson's great story. I think he's a liability anytime he's in the game, quite honestly. I mean, I would think, not knowing this, he's in the game in
1: rundowns. Right. And, you know, when they're going to run the ball. And if you notice, on, he c- comes off the field usually mm-hmm. when it's a passing down. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. He's trying to occupy somebody in the run game.
2: Yeah.
18: Uh, David is next. David, hello. Hey, guys. Appreciate you taking my call. Um,. I had a, one question, and I don't know, I, and maybe it was addressed to the press conference. I just didn't, didn't get a chance to hear the press conference. Did anybody ask about the uh, timeout call uh, when when they were scrambling, or should have been scrambling to, you know, on the, to kick that field goal just before the half, and why we called the timeout there?
2: Well, I don't know if he answered it, but I've answered it, and I'll answer it again. First of all, they had, okay. tw- they had 24 seconds, which that is plenty of time to get your field goal team out. There's not even a rush there. But – we had okay. guys walking off the field on their side of the ball that if 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 we don't call a timeout it's going to be a penalty on the gators really yes, okay, wow well, okay. we had multiple right. well, multiple guys on their side of the ball walking off to the field
18: I'm just glad there was a good explanation for it <laughs> um, and and I know this is kind of a taboo subject, and that's what to ask these questions, but i'm going to go ahead and ask it. Um, do you see a scenario where Anthony Richardson is struggling and and not moving the offense at all? Did they bring in uh, Kitna or is, that, is he just not not quite ready and he's going to stick with uh, Anthony no matter what?
2: No, I, I think if he struggles for a long period of time, yes, you will see Kitna or Jack Miller. I think if Either one of them had played a little bit or Miller was healthy, I think you would have saw him against South, Carolina, South Florida and Kentucky. That's just my opinion.
18: Yeah. Okay, appreciate it.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, let me answer this one
1: uh, quickly in, a, in an email. Uh, Art says, would you ever be interested in coaching on the UF staff? Have you ever been asked or ever applied
2: your football IQs, head and shoulders above everybody else talking football? Uh, no, I've not been been uh, asked. Uh, I probably would have if Coach Spurrier was still around. Uh, but no, I, I've never recruited and wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. Uh,
1: then he says, uh, are, are the callers here on a time limit? No. Uh, I never call because you seem to cut people off and don't come across as wanting to talk with the audience. Sometimes you even come across as rude. Well, Art, I would say this. If I didn't want to talk to you, I wouldn't read your email. Th- that's number one. And number two, when we have the volume of phone calls that we have, I want to make sure that I get as many calls for us as we can get. So if somebody starts to ramble or whatever, I'll just say, get to your point. And then, so if you're a regular listener of the show, I value calls. I mean, I could do it without it. Nobody I mean, wants to
2: sit here and hear me and you talk soon. Yeah,
1: I mean, so anyway, uh, the 4 o'clock show. They make me feel like they're happy I call because maybe they let you talk for 55 minutes, and that's okay. But anyway, so there you go. All right, so I did answer, and you can feel free to call anytime. Larry, hello.
20: <laughs> hey, Steve. Uh, well, i got to cut know, you off now.
1: Sorry, Larry. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
20: <laughs> I was going to say that not only after our quarterback, or after your job, too. My God, it's a tough town to live in. You know, you made a <laughs> comment er- earlier, Steve, about uh, – and it just made me think of this, about how you don't have to have all this great quarterback play, all these yards, you know, week to week to still win a game. Case in point, I'm a huge Giants fan. Uh, we just beat Green Bay, and Daniel Jones, in my opinion, played a great game, and he only had 217 yards, you know, but no interceptions. Um, and the biggest part of that whole thing is, I guess goes hand-in-hand hand with it. Shane would notice better, I guess is sustained drives. You know, they had, in the second half, three drives, where for as little yards as Daniel Jones threw for it, they ran like 30 plays in three drives in the second half. So, yeah, yeah I think what you said is 100% correct, but it takes, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, you got to run the ball, you got to block good, all that comes into play if you got a quarterback that don't throw it real well. And I think Richardson, I think every week he's doing a little bit better. I really do. I mean, I really, I think he's tough. He gets hurt and stuff, and I know everybody gets upset about it, but he's pretty as hell. He gets right back out there. He don't want to sit on the bench. I'm okay with that. Let's see what happens this week.
1: All right. Larry, I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Tennessee Mike, hello.
19: Hey, Steve. I think you got the best small market show in America, and I've been with you for 30 years. So how how's that for a testimonial?
1: Uh, okay. I appreciate that. Thank you.
19: Sounds like, sounds like that guy. I've never talked to a New Yorker before. Okay. (laughs) Hey, guys, i got a coaching question for you, as usual. Happy to have you in there, Shane, because i got this for you, too. It's about passing offenses. Um, Coach Spurrier, as we all know, revolutionized the SEC with the signing gun. Um, We've seen Mike Leach for a while now. Um, The new thing, I guess, is what Heupel's doing at Tennessee. I guess you would call it tempo for short. Um, What do you think about this new tempo stuff, Shane, and what's the difference between what Mike Leach is doing and what Heupel's doing?
2: That's a great question. Uh, Leach, the air rate is a lot of horizontal passing, shallow crosses, things of that nature. They don't really throw the ball down the field vertically. They'll take shots every now and then. But it's it's more their run game is dinking and dunking. Uh, The tempo is the biggest key to what Heupel and Tennessee do. They only have a handful of plays. I bet they don't have more than ten plays in their entire book they move their receivers around a little bit. They either spread them to the sidelines or they bring them in a little bit, but they go so fast. They don't allow, you know, change on your personnel defensively and they just catch you off guard. And it's 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 really intriguing to me. I would like to sit in and and learn a little bit more about it because it's not some exotic passing offense like Spurrier. Spurrier was his his schemes and uh packages that he threw in there Nobody else does that. I mean, Alabama's is close. Alabama, when they're on, they do that. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee, it's all about just tempo, tempo, tempo.
19: Hey, last thing for you, Shane and Steve, you too. How would you classify Lane Kiffin's offense? And y'all hang in there.
2: Okay, thanks, Mike. His is tempo. It's exactly what they're doing at Tennessee. Uh, I think they lean a little more uh, more to the run. Me too. Um I love Lane. I love how he coaches. I like their team. I just they, They're not a top 10, 10 football team. You'll never convince me of that. And I think Corral was the perfect quarterback yes. in that system. Yeah. I don't think Dart's quite what Corral was. Not yet. And I don't know how many years he has left. But, again, this is year one for him. So we'll see. But the, it's the same exact offense that, you know, Lebby ran it at uh, UCF, took to Ole Miss, and then Heupel took over running it. I would like, because Josh Heupel did not run that kind of offense when he was a coordinator at other places. When he took over the UCF job, I don't know if Levy was there and he inherited it, but he's continued it and done real well at Tennessee. Patrick, I, I'm,
1: I'm going to have to uh, decipher this. How much do you see the Tennessee whip in Bama at least two touchdowns for Shane? That's exactly what that says. So I'm going to interpret that by saying, do you see Tennessee beating Bama by two touchdowns?
2: No. I don't see Tennessee winning this game if Bryce Young plays. If the other kid plays quarterback, Tennessee will win. Okay. Got Byron here. Byron, hi.
9: Hey, uh, gentlemen. Thanks, Steve, guys, for taking my call. Steve, the other night we had an officiating call about, you know, and Steve, I, the last time I said something was with the Utah call about the legs. But, Steve, this just uh, a illiterate that, you know, we don't complain about the referees. and I, I, I want to say this. I think Coach deserves a great job for our team not getting penalized. It's not that the referees change. I think our the way we play football has changed. So it's not the referees, and I, I just want to say that. i not never been hard on the referees like that. And, and last, Steve, I just want to say what I've been trying to say, guys, is it's just fun to see in the state of Florida – Pro and college, all of us are starting to have quarterback problems and going through stuff. And I'm not trying to make excuses about the Gators and, and do this, but, you know, Florida State, Miami, and all the pro teams. I mean, Brady is the man that we, we thought Trevor Lawrence was. So that's my call. But, guys, it, it, we all about two and three, three and two, and, and everybody looked like they having quarterback trouble. That's, that's Shane, I, I take my head off to you. That's a position that you need a champ. Thanks, guys. Go
1: Gators. All right, Byron, thank you. This is a really interesting email. Where we are as fans, so, and some fans. Peyton says, listen closely. Say your Tennessee's A D and you beat Alabama, but you're followed up with a loss to Tennessee Martin <laughs> and which isn't gonna happen, but and blowout losses to Kentucky and Georgia. Would you consider firing him? at that point? Absolutely. Or does the victory over Alabama warrant keeping the coach till next year?
2: Um, first of all, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. But that would be similar to kind of what A&M did last year, right? Yeah. But just think about that for a second. Look, here's the deal. I don't care if Tennessee loses to Alabama, loses to Georgia, loses to Kentucky, whoever else is on their schedule. Josh Heupel's a perfect fit for Tennessee, and he has re-energized the program. I saw it firsthand when we were there.
1: Yeah, he has.
2: I don't think anybody would dispute that.
1: 144, time check brought to you by Hayes-Jullery. Final segment, call us, email us, ESPN, 98.1 FM, fifty AM, WIUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF.
9: Good afternoon. I'm Scarla Cooney. The Bucks beat the Falcons 21 to 15 yesterday, with an assist from a roughing the passer call on Atlanta. Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady kept his streak alive, having never lost three straight games in over two decades. Week five wraps up tonight at Arrowhead Stadium as the Chiefs host the Raiders. Coverage begins right here at eight. At the college level, Gator volleyball topped LSU three to two yesterday in a five-set thriller. The Gators had four players with double-digit kills, led by 21 from Merritt Beeson. Gators soccer fell short of Missouri 3-2 yesterday. Even with a pair of second-half goals, Florida couldn't overtake the Tigers. The Gators will travel to Kentucky this weekend to take on the 7-7 Wildcats. That's your Gainesville Sports
0: Center. I'm Scarlett Cooney. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, that's 352-400-4550,
5: QC Kinetics. As a small business owner, you've got Ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip. Saving you time for all your other Ings, like professional photo taking, or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place.
14: the UPS
4: store The UPS store locations are independently owned. Products, services, pricing and hours may vary. See center for details.
11: October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility pedestrians walk on sidewalks or if a sidewalk isn't available walk facing traffic watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots and remain visible at all times motorists failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license remember pedestrian safety is a two-way street brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles
1: You want to go to the place that has the freshest burgers in town made to order? That place, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Great food, great shakes, great fries, and they support local Florida cattle ranchers. They still feature their great milkshakes like the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, too. If you're in a hurry, visit DickMondell's.com. You can order ahead. They're open seven days a week. You can see them on Facebook and Instagram, Better ingredients make better meals at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries.
7: We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. As autumn temperatures get cooler, here are some simple things you can do to help out the environment. Remove any window air conditioners. Check windows and door seals for proper insulation to keep heat in and cold air out. And check your furnace, making sure it's clean. And replace the air filter with a new one to keep it running at peak efficiency all winter long. Join Odyssey and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow what's your
8: one thing Trick or treat. Don't worry, there's no scary animals here. Just cute furry friends who need your love. This weekend, join the Humane Society of North Central Florida, Puppy Hill Farm Animal Rescue, Hales Angels Pet Rescue, Alachua County Animal Resources and Care at PetSmart on Archer Road for a not-so-scary adoption event. No tricks here. Bring home your new best friend just in time for Halloween. That's this Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4 at PetSmart on Archer Road.
0: Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And online at
2: WRUF.com. Hey, folks, you tried Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager. The new brew from the HBC is available in VidHair Griffin Stadium, Furrier's Gridiron Grill, Visor's Rooftop, and First Magnitude. Brewed by Gators for Gators. And
1: don't forget, HBC will join Shane and me tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock for Inside the Huddle. Last segment here, we'll start with David. David, hello. Hey, guys. Um, I wanted
21: to just uh, comment. I didn't get to call in after the game Saturday. And, uh, but I got to listen to a lot of uh, people calling in and a lot of people were, you know, upset with Richardson's performance. And I just kind of wanted, I, I just tuned into the show. So if you address this, I'm sorry, but I kind of wanted to just remind Gator fans last year, you had Richardson on the bench and you were clamoring for him. And now you have Richardson and now people were complaining about his level of play and stuff. And we understood there were to be growing pain. First year as a starter, first year in the system. And so we do want to see growth. And we do see great flashes. And, yes, there's inconsistency. But anybody who come into this season, even after the Utah game, thinking we are going to go undefeated and storm the East and make it to Atlanta, I think they had a little high hopes to begin with anyway. I'm really proud of how the boys are playing. Defense seems to be figuring out how to scheme around their weaknesses in some cases, some cases not. I mean, I think that when you scheme – On defense, you either can get burnt for a 40-yard touchdown or you can pick the ball off. I mean, they're going to go either way on you there. But I think they play pretty well. And so I kind of wanted to get your take on kind of all that drama going around Gator fans trying to stir up about Anthony Richardson. Y'all have a wonderful day, and I'll take my answer off the air.
2: David, thank you. Well, I mean, it comes with a job description of of a quarterback. Uh, I I think – to, to be a good football team, you need consistent play out of your quarterback. And um, regardless of what level it is, we haven't gotten that on a consistent basis. Will we? I don't know. Uh, time will tell. Um, who knows? But, you know, I, I have no problems with the way we've coached, we've called, we've schemed this year. I, I think this, this staff is so in-depth at research and study and stuff, they're going to do everything they can to put the kids in a position to, to try to win a game. Shane has said it I'm going to say it in a different way
1: I think Anthony and Shane said this earlier he's a good kid does a lot off the field really good with fans really good with kids applaud him for that we saw flashes of him last year and the fan base just went gaga (laughs) over it. Even though it was a small sample size, even though most of those plays were with his legs and not throwing the football, and I know because I sat here and took them, and I'm sure Shane did the same thing on your podcast, where people called and just anointed Anthony Richardson to be the Heisman Trophy winner, the most valuable player, whatever else, before the season started, okay? There were people who tried to say, put the brakes on this, okay? We've not seen a large sample size. We've not seen what he can do on a consistent basis, reading defenses, throwing the football, know where to throw the ball, know where to make the decisions, which is an important part of what a quarterback does. Well, we're seeing that work in progress Right now, is there any better way to say that? I mean, that that's what this is, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
2: And can he get better doing those things? Maybe. Is it highly likely? No. I, I mean, it's a, it's 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 the processing the information, and I talk I go back to it. The three things that you look for in a quarterback: decision making slash processing information. I'll go in one accuracy and anticipation and none of those I think are teachable it's just something that you're born with just like people are born extremely strong without lifting people are born that run fast without training you just are and I haven't really been around anybody that I've played with regardless of the position that you you could teach
1: those things to Got two last calls. Tony first. Hello.
18: Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I got two things. One, Anthony Richardson, I think uh, one of the problems he has, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to do it, but I've always heard that uh, you know where your guy's going, but you got to look at where the defender's going. And uh, And I think that he is mainly looking at his first person to throw to and trying to force it there. I don't know. Shane, you would probably know better than anybody. Uh, Love to hear your comment on that. And then number two, and I'll get off the phone. uh, Steve, you didn't send me flowers, no candy. Uh, I'm hurt, and um, I I don't believe that uh, I'm worried about that. I've listened to you for as long as you've been on the air. So thanks for all you've done.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm sorry about the flowers, though. Tony, but, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. What was his question again? Okay. Um, about uh, Richardson.
18: About,
1: Go ahead, Tony, quick.
18: About, uh, uh, he knows where his guy's going, which most quarterbacks do, uh, but uh, uh, what you got to find out is uh, where you got to be looking at where the defender's going. And I think he's mainly got in mind where's my guy going? The, and can I force it into him? Uh, rather than. Looking at the defense, uh, you know where your guy's going, uh, or should go. Uh, you got to keep an eye out for where the defender is and then look off to the second guy. And I don't think he's able to do that yet.
2: All right, I'll let Shane answer that. Well, I don't know if he ever will be. I mean, like I said earlier, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback, and I'm not in the rooms. I don't know what they're trying to do, what they're teaching him. I do know this. They have dumbed down the passing game as about as dumbed down as they can get it right now. Um, But Processing information and decision making, which that all entails, what you just talked about. I, I'm I've I personally believe that's just something that you just have. Coppergator will end our show today. Coppergator, hello.
22: All right, I got a couple things, Steve. First is man, I'm sorry about your Mets, buddy, uh, but uh, that's that's life, and they had a great season. Um, secondly, the, the real quick question I wanted to ask Shane before you guys got off the air was, is Is there a way – what's more beneficial to the Gators moving forward? Is it to make Anthony Richardson successful this year and have a good season for the Gators, or for Billy Napier to get his play calls in that he's going to potentially use for future years in recruiting quarterbacks? And I'll take it off the air and go, Gators. Okay, thank
2: you. That's a great question. Um, You know, Anthony is their quarterback this year. They're going to try to win as many games as possible. That's what a coach wants to do because you are what your record is when people come back years ago and look at the 2022 team. Um, They're doing well in recruiting. Um, I don't know if they've got a quarterback that they really, really want yet. I know they got a guy committed for next year's class and in the following class, I think they have another dual threat guy that's in the mix. So we'll see. The portal's always there. We don't know if Anthony's going to go pro or come back. I personally think he will be going pro Um, if you're going to be a first-round pick there's no reason to come back 100% agree and
1: here's the thing Shane played in the league all those years he's seen it firsthand there are coaches and organizations that see raw skill of player X which you can't coach you can't teach that God's given you that ability We can teach that. We can refine that. We can make this guy into something. They become
2: first-round draft choices. I I was on a team that drafted three quarterbacks in the first round, and not one of those three lasted more than four years in the league. And they tried everything possible. It may have been four teams I was on, maybe three or four. I was with the Redskins, the Bills, and the Bengals. No, not the, yeah, no, the Bengals had a good one. Uh, what was that other team? Anyway, I've seen it firsthand. It's crazy. Yep.
1: That's our show for today. Shane back tomorrow, along with the head ball coach, 11 o'clock for Inside the Huddle. Then, sports scene at noon, a closer dive into LSU coming to town. Thanks to Elliot for producing today. We thank you for listening, calling, and emailing. Always appreciate it when you do. You're listening to ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville U251CG Gainesville from the Spurriers Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM 850 AM.